welcome to the Art Award Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, here, and I'm with my co-host, Daniel Real. Hey, guys. Good to be back here again. We've had an exciting past week. Yeah, we have. It's uh, been... It's been a big week in flesh and blood down here in Dunners for us. Massive week for Dunedin. We've got Massive. huge, huge event um, on the Saturday, big ev- event on Friday, and a smaller uh, sealed, sealed event, event as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, really cool to have everyone down for the Dice Jar Games Championships. Yeah, shout out to everyone that travelled, yeah. even if it was from Christchurch, Nelson, or I don't know, did anyone come from London? I don't think anyone. In Auckland? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was great to have you guys down here. Definitely. It's always a great time to see anyone in the fab community. Yeah, always. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely massive shout out to everyone that traveled. Yeah. Um, super cool. Super awesome. Uh, there are tons of really cool things happening at the event. It's uh first big event for Monarch. So yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely like really exciting first to see the tournament Yeah, and you know, we had plenty of top players at this event, you know, yeah. Matt Rogers um, Kale McCreath, yeah, you know, lots of really, there was a few other names, yeah, yeah, yeah Jed, Jed Lawless, Liam Spronken, so a bunch of yeah, really good top players showcasing what they've come up with in the first few weeks. So yeah, definitely. Right, um, so preleading to this weekend, we uh, actually got most of our monarch stock on uh, the the week the week just been. So yeah, I didn't get over most of mine until like the Monday or Tuesday of that week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I pulled four libraries from eight cases. That's nuts. You, you followed uh, you followed the Art of War ratio, which is, is one library per two cases. Yeah. Well, I'm at two libraries for four cases, and you're at four for eight. So subscribe to the Art of War podcast if you want to pull some libraries. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully I can uh, bring this luck on to my first edition cases. <laughs> that should be hopefully arriving here at the end of this week, yeah. or starting next week. Probably have some first edition opening... Um, boxes videos on the way yeah. should be really cool i'm excited for that yeah definitely excited. um all right let's uh let's start let's start talking about the friday so on friday night uh down here we had um our armory which we had yeah. 20 26 it was quite a lot it was um five five rounds yeah so um really big event and um an armory before a big tournament has always got a really interesting dynamic where people don't really want to show off their deck lists because they're saving them for the big tournament. But there are other people that are actually wanting to get tested. To in get practice in, so you're not really sure what you're ever going to run into. Yeah. I um, debuted a chain list that I had been thinking about for a while and had kind of made some, some different changes to along the way. Really low to the ground. Um, doesn't doesn't run the two cost attacks at all and i kind of i basically swept the event until the last round came second so it was quite quite happy with that deck but i didn't end up actually playing it on the uh on the big tournament yeah i think it was a mistake but yeah definitely chain is a really strong hero to watch out for yes yes he is what did you what did you play on so, yeah, I, I debuted a list that i was making for chain as well yep um not an amazing list, probably a more like um, Runeblade slash Shadow Runeblade than your list. Um, uh, I did yeah. run a couple of two attacks in there. Like I definitely wanted, I definitely played Rifted Torment, which yeah. I really liked, which is the the card that deals the damage when yeah. it's played from Banish Zone. You're kind of running a more kind of cost heavy deck. Yeah. I was it wasn't running too, a too cost heavy, but mm. yeah, it still costed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and there were some other really good decks. There was quite a lot of Warrior being played. Yep. Kind of more of a... We're seeing both go Wide Warriors and go Tall Warriors. A lot of... A lot of, a lot of Ninja too. Yeah, a lot of Prism being played as well. Yeah. There was like at least three or four Prism players. Yeah. So Matt Rogers actually was, was down here for the Armoury. And he didn't want to play his deck for the uh, Saturday because he wanted to keep it secret. So he asked me if I had any deck on, decks on me. I had a Test Prism deck that I had. So he just played my pile of Prism deck cards and... You know, this kind of this deck had a bunch of unplayables because I hadn't played it once, and you know, soul food. Yeah, it might be good. Let's chuck it in there. <laughs> you know, so so um, I'm not sure quite how he went, but I'm sure he had a fun time on my uh, trying to make my jank work. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, for a skilled player like himself, I'm sure it was probably enjoyable to some level to try to figure out yeah where it fits and what it doesn't do. Yeah. Um, so what was your kind of first impression of playing Monarch Heroes? against Wraith heroes and other Monarch heroes. So, oh, I really like playing against. I don't think I played any Wraith heroes on that day. You didn't? So you just played... I may, I may have played against a Rhino. I think okay. I played a Rhino in the first round. Yep. And it was... It wasn't a combo Rhino. It was just a real basic get-up Rhino. Okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it too, just, it wasn't was, too difficult yeah, for I you? Yeah. I think I just teared for a lot, to be yep. Um... Get away a lot in that matchup, I think. Yeah, because I kind of, I can't really punish you super early on. Switch on that. Oh yeah. Oh, you mean that one? Yeah. Oh. Cool. So he's yeah. not even here, you know. But uh, yeah, they can still hear you. Just oh, yeah. just, oh, sweet. It was just a worse quality. Yeah, right. yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Just a quick technical issue. Soon, yep. We're back now. Um, we've um, we're saying yeah, Chank and like, uh, you have to punish him really early on in the game. Yeah, because he ramps do. up with his soul shackle tokens. Yeah. So, for Chain, we found there's two ways to deal with him. Either you somehow try and fatigue him, which is really difficult, yeah. or you tr really put him on blast turns like one, two, three, yeah, um, to try and yeah. uh, basically crack him before he before he gets super powerful. Did you did you play against any prisms or anything? I did. I did. I played two prisms. Um, I destroyed the first one, and then the second one I played, I was greeted by Arclight Sentinel after playing like a Mav Skies and a Seeds of Torment and you just go oh no oh, there goes a wasted attack and you just throw it straight at the Arclight Sentinel yeah but that usually means they're doing nothing in their turn because yeah, yeah. so if you don't know um, uh, Arclight Sentinel is a card um, it's basically the magnet it basically you can play it whenever you have priority and it makes your opponent have to attack it yeah, and, and um, because it's a spectre, it kills the attack, stops go again, um, so it can really efficiently end your opponent's turn. Yeah, so they end up being a really close game. I wasn't really prepared for Arknight Sentinel, and I ended up losing to Blood Deer because of it. But okay, I think had yeah. I because it can make it hard to play out all your attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if I had been a little bit more aware of Arknight Sentinel, it would have been a, a lot more closer of a game. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Prisoners a couple things to change to watch out for because they have um, Herald of Judgment as well. Yeah. Which is an attack that if it hits, you can no longer play cards from your banner zone. Yeah. So. A must block. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But it's not always easy to, because in Prism you have a lot of um, minus two attack cards. Oh, sorry, um, two block cards, which are really not very good. Yeah. Normally got? I'd um, save like the husk in your armor for those sort of attacks. Yeah, yeah. And try not to really worry too much about the others, like block it out and then, and then yeah. try to get some damage in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... 
That said, let's uh, let's talk about Saturday. Saturday. What, what was Saturday? Oh gosh, I screwed up Saturday big time. <laughs> yeah. So on Saturday we had uh the Crucible or Winner case down here in Dunedin. Yeah. Which is classic constructive format, much like the Friday night, and was yeah. an amazing event. A lot of people travelled. Yeah. It was yeah. massive. There was there was heaps of people here. I think we had oh, twenty nine players. Twenty nine players. So yep. It's a lot of players. It's a lot it's, of players. There's a lot for Dunedin. Like this yeah. place was packed. We had people on every single table, and yeah. there was like a massive amount of energy in the room. It was really, yeah. really cool to see. Yeah. So yeah. Well, what did you this, play? I played. I was tossing between dash and chain uh, yeah. before. I did like I. I heard Jordan was quite instrumental, and in, and you're choosing to swap from dash. He just basically told me that it's just not good, and I knew that, but, like, you know, comfort pick, right? Yeah, is, so... Which I believe is what you did, you comfort picked into yeah, a good we, class. Yeah, we had... Nick and I had the opposite approach to each other, and it failed spectacularly yeah. for both ends, I think, for different reasons. Um, so, um... Just to be clear, like, at the start of this, me and Dan, uh, we like to play the format a lot before we actually, like, yeah. try to compete in the format. So, like, coming into for, this with a very little playtesting yeah. is not good for both of our mindsets. For um, So, for me, how I like to play a competitive yeah. tournament, tournament is I like to play as much as possible, get as much practice in, know my deck inside and yeah, out, and yeah. then, like, play it really, play it at a high level consistently, and... Um, just be familiar with the meta, right? Yeah. Um, which is really difficult to do when a new set has just come out. It's yeah. impossible. Um, so it, it's always been a hard spot for us because um, I like to try and work out the meta, and sometimes you're just wrong. Yeah, sometimes but you are, yeah. I think... It happens. Yeah. But it was just, yeah, no, it just made it a rough experience for both of us. But um, anyway, yeah. I decided not to play Dash, and I decided to play Chain. Uh, I made a couple of uh, additions... Yeah from the night before i actually dropped down my armor pieces and opted only to have uh one additional piece of armor so mm -hmm. that way i could switch to noran if i ended up versing mm -hmm. i believe a wizard but i wasn't wizard. expecting a wizard yeah um we don't uh liam Strongham was uh threatening to play wizard for a little while yeah he was i ended um, up sticking on combo rhino but yeah yeah speaking of dash and uh, arcane rising heroes in general it was a no-show for them. No, there was one dash player. One dash player. And that's, player. A, that's a, a far, far cry from what yeah. we've seen previously. No Viz. And Crucible. No Wizard. Yeah. No Ranger. No Ranger. Thank God for that one. <laughs> no offense to any Rangers players out there. Oh, we love you. We love you. Um, not a good time. But Yeah, so the, the meta was vastly dominated by uh, the, four, the four Wraith heroes, yeah. Prism and Chain. Yeah. Um, I didn't see, I didn't personally I, see any Bolton. I didn't see any Bolton. I and think, I I think there the was one Levia Dick. I, I think yeah. there was one Levia Dick, who was, um, which was played by one of the newer players here, I think. No, so he was playing, he opted to play Rhino. Oh, he played Rhino? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't. He just played with Meat Anks, which is all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. Interesting choice. Fair enough. Yep. He is a fairly newer player, so he is still experimenting with, uh, yeah. stuff. Which is okay. No, yeah, no, hundred percent. And it's yeah. always good to try out um, different things. And as we said, I'm pretty sure we'll look back at some of our lists and think yeah. we were um, quite, quite quite wrong. wrong. Yeah. I almost, um, well, I almost always do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so hard to know early on in the middle what's good. Yeah. So, 
I think that's kind of one of the um, most important factors in a new meta is deciding whether to pick um, comfort pick versus something new. Yeah. I went with a comfort pick, so I played Bravo, which I haven't had much practice on recently, but it's like been a long-term deck for me that I've played. And um, I was feeling good going into round one, but things just didn't line up. Um, my first match was Bravo Mirror, which yeah. wasn't, even though I play Bravo a lot, I'm one of the only Bravo players here. Yeah. And I play Bravo in a slower style, which is not very popular down here. So is had just hadn't had those reps in, and it was a close game, but I just didn't come out on top. Yeah. And my second game was against Reiner, um, combo Reiner, and I just got swept. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got Blood Rush, Bellows, um, and Beast Within into yellow, barraging big horn on turn two, and the game just slipped away from me from yeah. there. And they have a lot of the new dominate. They um, had an interesting deck with pulping and. Smash with Big Tree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they were actually putting out quite a lot of damage as well on the off turns, which is yeah. something we hadn't really seen much of from Reiner. So yeah. I went I went O two and then dropped. Yeah, yeah. I need to do some shopping and we we went for a burger. <laughs> we went for a burger. Yeah. Yeah. So how'd your how'd your first couple rounds go? Uh, so now that I'm thinking about it, I'm completely blanking on my first match. I have no idea what That's I played against. Fair enough. It's quite um, early in the morning. It was about eleven o'clock when we started. Yeah. Um, no. Lie. You remember? I versed the dash player. I versed the only dash player. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, I think there was a few fatal errors he made, like misplays that he made. Yeah. But I don't know if he didn't understand um, yeah. what to expect from the chain sort of side. But yeah. even for me, as a, a so, pretty pretty experienced dash player, I knew that he was making mistakes. But in saying that, by the time I got going, like the first three or four turns, it was too late for him. Yeah. So you're playing against Caleb, right? Yeah. So I was playing against yeah. Caleb. Mass- a massive local massive shout out player. to him. He's he is playing at the start of the game and he's only he's got busy with work and he's only recently started coming back yeah. and playing yeah. again. So definitely really good to see him yeah. coming back and playing at events. Yeah. Um, how was your second round? Um, so I got end up putting on the camera, the stream camera, versus against uh, Kale. Oh. On Bravo, and I knew that man had. Uh, had a fair idea of what he needed to do against Chain, and I, however, had no practice against a Bravo deck. Yeah. Was very uncomfortable with that matchup, and I think about about fourth turn, and I realized I was not winning this. There was no way that was a hundred percent over yeah. before we even got to the end of the game by the fourth turn. Yeah. Um, so what happened? What was his game I don't plan? Know. I just felt like whatever I did, no matter how much cards I kept and how much I attacked back. I just wasn't gaining anything. Just wasn't. And every time that I was gaining something, it was him giving it. It wasn't me taking it. You know. Yeah. Like, you know how you like try to take a flow of a game, and you're and like, you just yeah, sometimes, I'm taking this. Sometimes nothing you can do, right? You're just up against the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And every time I took life point damage from him, like nine times out of ten, it was him giving yeah. it. Um. So I ended up like uh, throwing out my Snapdragons by turn six, and then. I ended up just trying to quicken up the game because I knew the game was over. There was no way I was winning. Ended up on like life points on two and one, and uh, a few people made comments after the game that it was a very close game. But 
me and Kale both knew Sometimes it was, it's not. To, it looks close, but it's really not. Me and yeah. Kale both knew from the start that this was not a close game. It's some, uh, yeah, I mean, that's something that you often see with bystanders um, in the game is that they don't quite see the full breadth. Yeah. Because, um, like, often you might rock up on the last two turns and there'll be, like, one to two life, but one player clearly has tempo advantage. You might say close. Well, yeah. not necessarily. They probably use that life that makes it look close to get that tempo advantage or yeah. carries them to finish, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, the life total that makes it look close is not... Um, is a resource to be used, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't really have that much bearing on whether a game is close. Yeah. You know? If, if both players are low and the tempo is even, that, I'd say, is a close game. Yeah. But if you're far behind on tempo, it doesn't matter what the life totals are, you're going to lose if, on, on those life, low life yeah. totals. Yeah. So I talked to him after and he was... He 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 sort of said that he knew by turn two that the game was was over. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't a match. It was yeah. Sometimes games go that way. Eh? Yeah, and that's just what it is. It is like it is yeah. really early in the format. I mean, and, and that's, that's the thing. You Kale was a man that has spent endless hours, thousands yeah. upon so thousands of hours. He actually won the tournament. So yeah, he ended up winning. But yeah, on Bravo. Um, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. But um, yeah. yeah so sometimes the games it. go that way, right? Yeah. So I finished that. That was my second matchup. At that point, I knew you were O2. And me and you both sort of just thought, I was like, get O2, we're just going to drop, go get burgers, and yeah. uh, begin our night. So so where did we go for burgers? This isn't a, the oh, wait, burg- we, to turn, we get to round three. Get, 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 get to round three? three yeah. well, burgers are an important part of any, it is, any it is. of our tournaments. And, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to rush the enjoyment of the burgers. All right, we'll get to the burgers in a bit. Yeah. Hold on to your seat. So I was like already in half the mindset that you know, if I lose the next match, I'm going to go get burgers. So I probably wasn't really going into my third match with the best mindset. Yeah. Um, so you ended up versing against uh, your second round opponent. Yeah, third so round. you played against the same runner player that yeah. I had. Yeah. And, and that game was pretty rough. That game was pretty rough. It was just uh, a bit intense trying to learn how I needed to play against that yeah. deck. And then uh, was... watching that deck that... That performs well already, like do mm. massive moves on me, and I have to try and adapt yeah. and adjust to it. Yeah, um, I think so. I ended up getting to the last turn, which was my last turn, and I knew I was dead at the end of the turn from blood debt. It didn't matter, mm. um, but I did have the kill there. Yeah, you had, had in, like, you had, had lethal in like, in like two or three different ways. But yeah, but my mindset was already tilted from such a, I think. Uh, such a like rough learning experience game for me and yeah. wanting to go get burgers i sort of just like the burger, mis, misread the, the <laughs> yeah. whole thing and i was just like i just threw and hand shook yeah and, so you thought i think what yeah. went wrong is that you thought invert existence was an action that yeah took so an action it, point yeah i thought yeah so mm. i misread invert existence and thought it was an action but yeah. it's an instant and i had the go again on the vexy malice and if you attacked with a bounding demigod, demigod from which graveyard which you could have done you would have, well. you would have yeah, won the game yeah, right i would have won the game but you know that's kind of the that is always a danger of playing a new deck is yeah. you can miss things miss things yeah not quite understand what your cards do and have it put you in a really tricky spot yeah so yeah so but I told him i was fine with that it was my choice um yeah Mistakes were made on my behalf. I, it I happens, held right? Against him. Yeah, happens. So yeah, we we dropped. That was us. Uh, we dropped and um, went for burgers. We went for burgers. Yeah, where, where did we go for burgers? Uh, so we went to a, a new burgery place that is uh, opened up here in Dunedin called Comes First Dinner. 
chicken chicken dinner comes no, no, first. No, no, it's come comes first dinner. That's okay. what it's called. It's a really weird name, but um Yeah. Uh, it was pretty nice though. A friend of my though. friends actually owns it. And, oh, okay. Yeah, so he opened it up and it's uh, it's a pretty good burger joint. It's not bad. Yeah. I had a big beef burger and we yeah. got chips with gravy. Yeah, it was pretty good. Gravy, the gravy was good. It was really nice. The burger was good. Uh, it did have bacon dust in it and the bacon dust ended up, I don't know why they called it bacon dust. They should have just called it a little bacon dry chunks. Because yeah, I wasn't so keen on that, yeah. eh? It sounds it good. To, it's a yeah. bit like gristle, I guess. No, it wasn't even like gristle. It was just like, it just felt like every couple of mouthfuls, there was a pebble in your mouth and you bit it and you're like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but in saying that, we both asked for no gherkins on our burgers. And what we, did we get? We got gherkins. We got gherkins. We got let down by the That's gherkin um, lord. unforgivable. Yeah. <laughs> Not something you're like halfway for a burger. You're like, oh, this is growing great. And then you're like, hmm. You bite into one, you're like, oh. And this wasn't like some freshly sliced gherkin. This was a jar gherkin. It was a, it was a thick boy. <laughs> thick boy jar gherkin had a lot of juice to it, which added to the flavor of the burger. Yeah. Bit rough. Just two disappointments in a row. God. No. But um, we have the that, right thinking. If you go O2 at a tournament, go for burgers. Yeah, so yeah. It was a good pick, yeah. good pick you up. So, yeah. So, that ended up being the end of our tournament ex- experience. And then um, we went and brought... Well, I think we brought a shirt each and yeah, a we took a took a case of Monarch home with us. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was uh supposed to be sending a case of Monarch Unlimited back up with Matt for um, for some personal reasons between mm-hmm. me and him, and um, it ended up that he didn't have enough room. Because you got and to I was just case. like, I'll just take it and then I'll just pay for one up there for you, and then that's it. So I ended up taking that home and me and you. I mean, you just decided to sit at the table and crack it. And uh, want to speak about your two boxes on that half that you oh, opened? Absolutely stank. Uh, I opened stink. two of those boxes and two zilch. <laughs> yeah, so we opened these boxes at the same time. Uh, so I opened the first box as he's opened his first box. Nothing between Nothing. the first two boxes. Yeah. We get well, to this... we're, we're thinking it's heading towards Yikes case. Yeah. Get to the second you, box. You never then... want to go to Yikes case. Yeah. About halfway through the second box on my side, I pull in the clips, which brought yeah. it back a bit. It was like, oh, yes. One of the cheaper legendaries, but still, still, yeah, a, still legendary. Yeah. Still a good pack, yeah. And then I get to like the last like three or four packets, and yeah. I open my fourth library, which just unreal. Eh? Instantly turns the case around to be <laughs> yeah. a really good case. Yeah, yeah, yikes case to excellence case. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that was a a good good afternoon after the after the tournament. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, back to while well, we were doing all that, um, the games were still being streamed here, and matches yeah. were still being Should played. Talk about talk about the stream quickly. Yeah. So, a uh, massive shout out to Ian Kenderdine, uh, Nick Butcher, and Jordan, and, and Jordan uh, Nelson Fussell, who did an excellent job commentating. Yeah, I've watched. I haven't finished the whole stream, but I've watched quite a lot of it, and the commentary was top notch. Yeah. I felt like they were really insightful on what their opponents were trying to do, and trying to. Um, work out what the card picks were and why um which is yeah. quite difficult to do in a new format because it's not yeah yeah quite exactly. known yet. yeah yeah um and they're really on top of it really entertaining so if you guys want to go give that a watch it is on the on the on the same channel as this dice Chuck games fish and blood um go hit it up yeah i highly recommend there'll be a there'll be a link in this for you to go view that yep um yeah so so the feature tables and then um streamed top eight games yeah. right um, and 
we can talk about the top eight medalists if you like. Yeah, I think we should. We'll go to the top eight decks. We'll start talking about the top eight decks. So, for the top eight decks, uh, we ended up having Elijah Hewitt. Yeah, um, at, so. Um, eighth place. Actually, well, let's talk about the breakdown of the match. Of the thing. So, it ended up being two, two Warriors, two Bravos. Um, um, one, one ninja, one prism, one runner, and one chain. Yep. So a pretty all, good spread, uh, largely dictated by Rafe, which I mean, I assume yeah. people were comfortable in these Rafe heroes. They're the you know, yeah, want to keep playing them. Um, these, yeah, these four Rafe heroes just have massive staying power, eh? And we yeah. can see the um, the Arcane heroes. Dash has been routed from the meta. She's gone. Uh, get yeah. out of here <laughs> you will not be missed <laughs> you'll not be missed by me um missed by me <laughs> yeah takes our dash player but um yeah well um pretty interesting field um yeah, yeah definitely um so we're looking at elijah's list he is yeah, um the ninja so player of the top eight and we can see that he's a his list is largely maintained being the same so he also played for the idea that there was um no no wizard in the field which yeah. was probably probably not a bad I think, guess i think you only play one noran gloves anyway just because you race and them. The, and, and but, the, yeah probably yeah you put in enough pressure that yeah yeah um so this i played against elijah quite a bit um and this is kind of the same deck that he's been running for a long time just with a couple new additions from monarch he's a very good player down here he just yeah. needs a bit more practice against some other heroes to yeah. help himself out um so the the new cards that he's running are three red belittle and three red minimalism and a blue minimalism yeah um and i think these cards are pretty good in in ninja yeah they are they are yeah uh, it allows them to search out um the other part which the, allows the, them the, to search the, uh, the belittle lets you search out the minimalism yeah um and the um it really works well on your combo cards like your rising knee thrusts that are three attack and they get buffed to five and then yeah. further to eight with minimalism so they come in for yeah. pretty big hits and i believe minimalism the, doesn't cost so it's also a zero target yeah the one thing i change about this list is um i wouldn't play the open the centers yeah you're just a bit cumbersome i think but i mean if you draw well they're gonna be really good yeah 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 it's a bit too much open the centers in my opinion but uh, it, as i said this is something he's been playing for a while um uh, it's obviously been working for him so yeah. keep 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 doing you yeah um yeah pretty pretty, that's that's a pretty standard, standard ninja list pretty standard ninja list um you know the art of walls and snatches you know just kind of typical stuff that you see a lot of. Yeah. I know this has been a, a tried and tested deck for a very long time. Um, and, you know, it continues to do well in the in the Monarch era. So always good to see Ninja. Um, I think Ninja's, Ninja being good is super good for the metagame. Because it means yeah. that control isn't kind of routed the aggro. You always want at some form of aggro to be viable. And I think yeah. Ninja fits that slot. So definitely always happy to see a Ninja on the top eight. Yeah, so well done, Elijah. Well yeah, done. Yeah, well, yeah, massive massive props for making the top eight. Uh, should we go on to our next deck? Yeah, so on the next one, we have uh, Liam Spronken, who is one of our dear friends, isn't he? Yes, so we had Liam Spronken on last episode. Um, uh, we did, we did. So if you want to hear more from him, hear on to that episode at some yeah. point. 
Um, um, so our boy here chose to play uh, Reiner of Reckless Rampage, and his equipment list is pretty substantial compared to most lists going into this. Yeah. Um, so we can see here that this is um, the um, Claws Reiner build that we've um, uh, that he's been on for a long time yeah. in Dunedin. Combo um, Claws, I believe. Yeah. Exactly. Not really many change ups. Just been a really strong, consistent deck. Um, with some added Dunedin and Spicer. So, we may have gone over it last week, but uh, Liam's new favourite card is Breathe Life for a Life. Um, yes. And this is one of the big things that sets this list, this list apart from a lot of other Reinar lists, um, is the Red Life for a Life. Uh, and the idea behind this is that it, you can use it to really punish worry decks and decks that don't want to block you, um, as a ninja as well, and yeah. that you can pitch a blue... Um, attack with life for a life with go again and then come in with the club which threatens a nine point life sign yeah. um, so it's super good for um, basically it's used in the matchups where you swap the claws out for the club yeah so against warrior and ninja yeah we can see the Nolrun hat um, sorry Skullhorn and Nolrun gloves are in for wizard yeah so he was prepping for a wizard that wasn't there, which is okay, but... Yeah. Um, I think a lot I mean, of people were. I think I think there's always um, opportunities for Wizard to sneak in at the start yeah. of the new set. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, this has been a really good, consistent list for quite a long time, and I think is only going to get stronger in Monarch. Just yeah, yeah, as, as we go further along the meta, I think Reinar does have a very good position Yeah. going I, forward. I think he's going to be good against Brute, um, sorry, good against um, Bravo, which, as we see, won the tournament, and Prism, which came second in the tournament, um, and Prism's like a another list that I think Reinhardt's going to perform kind of similarly to um, against to Dash, yeah. where he just kind of dominates that matchup if he can line up at his attacks right. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, Dan Mackay actually said on the stream that he was terrified of playing against Reinhardt, that Reinhardt absolutely smashed his Prism deck. So yeah, and that he wanted. Which I'm not surprised. Yeah, he definitely. He actually said that he did not want to play Liam Spronkin in top eight, for fear yeah. that he would lose to him. So, yeah, which makes a lot of sense. The, the matchup is an interesting one that actually, yeah, does put out a lot of damage and doesn't actually favor anything you can do. Yeah, so yeah, this is um, uh, if you want to play brute, then this is a great list to follow. I'd highly recommend it. Played it yeah. myself. Um, it does take a bit of learning to do. It's not your yeah. traditional brute. Like, hey, playing this, around the whole the, combo idea. This, this isn't a, a pick-up-and-play deck. It's um, it's quite methodical in the way that you play it. You want to set up these big turns with Art of War. And, and Blood Rush Bellows. And, yeah, and Blood Rush Bellows and uh, Sand Sketch Plans, potentially. Yeah. Um, and get off these big claw turns. And it's not easy to do when you first start playing the deck. But it's really fun. I recommend you try it at some point. Yeah. Kudos to Liam again. And yeah, definitely. Great job making the top eight. Yeah. He's a really consistent player. Yeah. All right. And I think that brings us to our next one, which is David Marshall on Bravo. Cool. One of the two Bravos in the top eight. Right. All right. So this is our first look at it, uh, at the Bravo list. Yep. So uh, we see three rounds of the Ancients there. It's a, a no-brainer addition to... Bravo. That card's yep. just... I got to play it in some of my games and it was massive there. Um, just an amazingly good if card. If you look at his uh, equipment slot, he was also prepped for a wizard matchup that did not exist. I think it's standard. Um, 
Bravo can't really put the pressure on for Wizard, so yeah, so they just you need up, to play the four. Yeah, so they end up just pitching and then clubbing, oh, yeah, pitching and swinging, pitching and swinging. It's, and it's just really good. For I them. don't think Reinar really misses the the deck slots. Yeah, that much. Um, One of the interesting cards in here is the the single yellow disable. Yes. Um, and dropping. Oh no, it is there. You went. Um, yeah, the yellow disable is just um, card that we haven't really seen much of, but. Disable just seems to be getting better. You know, yeah. Command and Conquer has only ever become a better card, and I think Disable's going to follow suit. Card's just really strong. This is a pretty good uh, Bravo list. There isn't really... The only thing that stands out is uh, two different. Yeah, he's running seven pummels as well, so he's playing a yellow one, which was quite crucial in his game against me. I played um, David first round. Yeah. So, yep, seven pummels is super good. And yeah... I think Crush Confidence, the red Crush Confidence, is about the only card I'm not really too keen on. Crush Confidence? I think it's there to deal with um, with Chain and Levia. Yeah. One thing I would like to see in this deck is the uh, the red Out Muscle, which is a brand new card from Monarch. It does... Um, it's a red, comes in for six, costs three, and if it isn't defended by a card with greater power then it has go again. Yeah. So it's a really powerful card that can really let you get I a hit. I know Kale was looking for a few of these going into the start. Yeah. I got a message in the morning, <laughs> can you find me three foil ones of these? And unfortunately, yeah. I don't think I've opened enough Monarch Unlimited to yeah. source out three Yeah, three that, that card is um, super good, and I think it's going to sneak its way into a lot of Bravo decks yes, going forward. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that gets added into this list in the future. Yeah. Should we move on to the next yeah, one? Yeah, so congratulations, David. Yep, congrats on making the top eight. All right, so we got the final deck before the top four, and it is Daniel Richards on Dorinthia. Good old Dorinthia. She is a staple in most people's households, of flesh and blood at least, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, yeah, she's an American classic already. Yeah, timeless. <laughs> She's timeless. She's she's living life. Um, All right. The thing that lo- leaps out at me straight away is the nourishing emptiness. Three of them, um, oh, which is yes. very interesting, right? So, nourishing emptiness is a card that gets buffed if you don't have any attack actions, which is good in Warrior because you don't play many attack actions. But this deck looks like it is. Yeah. Um, three command and conquers, three enlightened strikes, three nourishing emptiness. Mm, this um, feels like a, a singleton I, scar. I feel like scar. It's probably a sideboard card, uh, and she probably maybe probably for plays it for um, yeah prism or um, plays it for um, when he goes for a setup build. Mm. And this is just a surprise card because it looks like sides out for aggro. Yeah, the singleton scarf mm. scar is very interesting as well. Not quite sure what that's there for. Um, usually you see decks either running all three or none, and I almost think Life for Life is a slightly stronger card in these kind of decks, just because they, they force you, when you get to get attacked with Scar for Scar, you just think, oh, I'll take four, which is good for pushing damage, but I think Warrior wants its opponents to block. Yes, we want it, want, we want them to block early, so yeah. that our bigger sword swing is more punishing. Yeah, and the other very interesting card is five Driving Blades, which is not... It's not been a card that I've typically been very keen on, but it does work quite well with Command and Conquer on yeah. really resource-intensive turns. 
Yeah. So, no red overpowers, which is stands out. I believe yeah. one or two would normally make the list, but yeah. Yeah. And the, the blue push forward, I think, is kind of kind of shows that this deck is trying to like set up some big attack action plays but yeah yeah i mean it must have been working for him because he did make, yeah yeah did make top eight but i'm not 100 percent sure on some of these choices he knew so, that he wasn't playing into a wizard which is good <laughs> yes only, only one only one norin in the deck list yeah he's yeah very good slot to have it on as well yeah i do feel warrior's kind of in a and a very interesting dilemma at the moment, and that the deck list can go either way. Yeah. Um, I fear that Gotol is just not going to end up lasting, and she's going to end up going yeah. wide. Yeah, I mean, Prism hits this deck so hard. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Prism just puts out so much damage, and Warriors a really hard time blocking it without running kind of worse cards, like yeah. um, Command and Conquer and Nourishing Emptiness would, wouldn't typically fit in a traditional Warrior deck. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of stuck between this go wide and go tall and kind of having to kind of play in the middle now so that they can play against Prism and still have favorable matchups against Chain and stuff. Yeah. So I think we're going to see a lot of really interesting, uh, strange Warrior decks in this period of time as as Dorinthy gets used to the new normal. But One Dust Path Pilgrim. Mm, yes. Um I was expecting maybe a red to turn up somewhere, but yeah. I think it's good blue to punish your opponent with. I yeah. think it, it keeps people guessing. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't fret if you're a Dorinthia player. I mean, obviously one made top eight, which is a bit lower than normal. Usually two make top eight. But... No, two made top eight. Oh, two? Yeah. We'll, oh, that's right. Sorry. We'll be going on to one shortly. Don't you, um, <laughs> worry, don't you worry, Um, Yeah. It'd be great to compare the list to see where the differences yeah. are. I wouldn't, yeah. What I was trying to say is I wouldn't threat if you are a Dorinthia player. The deck has proved over and over to be super adaptable, um, yep. and I'm sure it'll just be a matter of time before a new, like, S-tier warrior deck comes out, um, as they always tend to around big tournaments. Yeah, yeah. And saying right. that, good, good job, Daniel, and we'll move on yeah, to the next one. Yeah, from, from Nelson, so, yeah, awesome, awesome. great guy. Yeah, yeah. The next one we have is Roy Millen on, once again, Dorinthia. And he correctly predicted that there was no wizard as well, which is good. Yeah. Which is good. Once again, I don't. I don't think you run that many Norun into um, into wizards either. Um, wizards is typically a really difficult matchup for warrior, just because they tend to. That's why I think you play. So, you, uh, for me, I found that for a setup warrior, you just keep refraction bolters and you switch everything else to Norun, and then you play a more. Uh, set up go tall and punish them on the turns where they don't yeah i think you can kind of just get blown out it's um the wizard matchup has always been a really hard question for warrior just because mm. they run not many blues and they're not really they find it hard to threaten the wizard as much as a ninja can i think in the so, setup and go tall you're running actually a decent amount of blues to be honest yeah it's usually the go wide blue list like the so comparing mm. um daniel's 21 list first um Roy's 24 list is actually a substantial amount of blues. It's only three, yeah. but that's a lot. Yeah, I think in mine, I play like 25, 26, which is yep. a huge difference. We're seeing um, Iron Song determinations in both these lists, right? 
And Ooh, did we even see a razor reflex in the other one? No, I didn't see one. There was no razor reflexes in Daniel's list, but here in Roy's we have three razor reflexes. Yeah, and, uh, and again with the driving blades, which yeah. um, I don't know. I'm still not super keen on. Um, maybe he's playing three red overpowers. Which maybe I love. maybe it's good. I don't know. I I I, I can't even get yeah. driving blade to work for me. I kind of like a singleton blue just in the late game, but yeah. Two red plow throws. There's a very interesting new card. So the, the plus one it gives actually lasts the entire turn. So it gives yeah. plus three and it gives your weapons and your weapon until end of turn if it's blocked by an attack action, gives plus one. Um So this deck can really this card is really strong for like punishing attack action here um decks, so it's quite good against ninja. Um can Did definitely you, get you over against a flick flag. There's no time snap potions on this, so this is uh not it's kind of a half and half, yeah. isn't it? It's 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 a more traditional warrior list with the twinning blades added, and the singleton nourishing emptiness, um, yeah. which makes a bit more sense to me. Um, yeah, and I'm not so sure about command and conquer. I kind of think um, you either want to go more attack actions or not many at all. But then again, they might be there for the yeah. present matchup. It is really hard to know at the the early stage exactly what, what the, people the were thinking. Is, yeah. Oh, but yeah, congratulations for making top eight. Top um, four, Rory. top four, top four. Yeah, four. definitely. So yeah, yeah, definitely some really interesting decisions. Yeah, I think that gets over uh, most of our wraith. Most of the wraith heroes. So we actually yeah. the two. There's one more wraith hero, but yeah, he's at the top of the pinnacle, and we'll get to him. But in between that, we now have the the monarch heroes. The two monarch heroes that made. I believe top three, well, top four, but we'll call them top three because there's three monarch heroes in top, uh, two monarch heroes in top three. Yeah, yeah. So we so, have uh, Jason Long from Christchurch on Shane. If you know anything about Jason Long, you know that he's a he's a genius deck builder. He's always coming up with these crazy deck lists that no one saw coming. You know, he debuted um, Claude's Brood at Nationals. He beat me um, and came first at Road to Nats Nelson with Turtle Ninja. Um, at the very start of a new meta, so he's a he's a really thinking, big thinker. Really likes to work out the meta, and I've got to say, his deck is very very interesting. Very very much different from both of our deck lists. And on, yeah, on and I think some parts of it are still too big brain for me to understand. But yeah. I want to start out by just saying, absolutely love the ninth blade of the blood oath in this deck. What a yeah. genius choice. Um, it's a yellow nine power. And it seems odd, you might think, wow, there's no rune blade, um, rune chant generation in this deck. How are you ever going to play it? That's not the point. The point is that it's a yellow, it blocks prism, that's it. Yeah. And that's good enough. It's an excellent card for this meta, and I'm sure it helped him out. Um, the reason you can get away with playing this card that you never play is you're going to pitch it, maybe block with it, and if you're pitching it, you're going to banish it off the top eventually, and it'll get out of your deck. So, yeah. So yeah. it ends up not being a problem. Yeah. Not being a problem at all. Uh, he is playing three Sonata Arcanics. And this is the part that puzzles me. I don't get this card. I can't remember what it does. Can I, can I briefly read this? Uh, I, can, read I can let you. I, can, I know what it does. Yeah. Um, so it's cost two X to play. Like, um, oh, so you pay genius. double. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. You reveal X plus three of the top cards of your deck. And for each um, non-attack action card you reveal, you can put an attack action card from that revealed 
list into your hand, and if you do, you deal one arcane damage. So the... <laughs> yeah, you see what I mean? Um, so the main way people are thinking to use this card is that you make a bunch of enchants, you activate Scalader, and then you play it for, like, 15 or something, and you reveal 15 cards and deal them shit ton of damage yeah. right but in this deck there's not really much room chunk generation and no we're not playing skeleton so i don't think it's actually as bad as you think as well i think uh so if you're putting the attacks into your hand and you're revealing like stuff like seeds of agony and stuff like that and you know yeah. they're going to get banished i don't think it's terrible i just think there are better choices um yeah. and um this deck to me looks like it's very light on attack actions um, so you have the three sh Shadow of Ursa, the nine Demigon, Bounding Demigons, and the nine Riftbinds, and this, the single Soul Reaping. Yeah, plus um, the three Knife Blades, but... Well, yeah. they're, they're not, they're not really attacks. You're yeah. never going to attack with them. Ah, uh, Mutated and Mass, the three, three Mutated Mass. But that seems like not... It doesn't feel like enough. It doesn't feel like that many, and I feel like against some of the slower decks, they're going to be able to fatigue you out quite, in, quite, without too much trouble. So, I think I would prefer to play more, three more Although, attack actions. Um, it means he's not... Like, another way of thinking about this is... It means he's not ever got more attacks than he can play in his banish pile. Which means the only things he has in there that he struggles to play are the... Um, yeah. I would... The actions, which uh, actually enables his galaxy black. Yeah. I mean... For, for the attack actions, I would like to see some that aren't actually played from the banish zone. I'd like to see um, uh, Meet and Great, which is a fantastic card, gets go again if you don't arcane damage, which this deck has potential to do a lot of, yeah. and makes a run if it hits. And the other one, which is, oh gosh, I can't remember what it's called, the one that discards makes your opponent discard a card if you've hit with arcane. Consuming yeah. Volition. Consuming Volition. I always forget the name of that card. Yeah. Um, one of my I favorite artworks yeah either. i feel like that card is super good in these decks and yeah sure card we play from the banish zone but it's so punishing it keeps your opponent on their toes for um uh, for when they do take that arcane yeah. damage and just you know something you're just playing that i want to consider playing is hell from beyond yeah so this was one of the cards that i thought was just, yeah. really strong for his deck because he's playing so many demigons and rift bindings and really low cost attacks he can play the hell from beyond quite easily and, and get in so i think how from beyond has been a bit underrated yeah. um the other interesting thing i want to point out is nine dimensional gateways and this was one of the chain cards that i said was insane um and i was originally playing six but cut it down to three um blues but he's playing the full nine and I think it actually can work really well this way. Um, so the card, if you don't know, um, ops a 1, 2, or 3, depending on the color. So 3 being red and opting 1 on blue. You reveal the top card after you opt. And if it's a shadow card, um, you may banish it. If it's a runeblade card, you deal 1 arcane damage to your opponent. But if it's both, if it's a shadow runeblade card, you get both effects. Yeah. So it's kind of like, um, almost like a draw a card deal damage. And of course, it's a non-attack action for your demigons and stuff. Yeah. So, I think this card is really Largely, good. Largely, yeah, like, you want to try to reveal your seeds yeah. and uh, banish it and then be able to play the seeds. Yeah, I think the main thing that this deck could change to be better would be to replace the Galaxy Black. Yeah. 
I can see the temptation to play the one cost weapon, but um, I just yeah. think Nebula Blade is so much better. Yeah, I we'll, agree. We'll talk about Nebula Blade a little bit more later. But an yeah. interesting card, which I ended up throwing out of my list on Friday and not playing on Saturday, was mm-hmm. Crossroads. I decided I did not like it at all. Uh, yeah. I just seemed cost efficient when i had it in hand like inefficient i had it in my deck on friday and i was siding it out in most matchups because i only really wanted it for decks from games where my opponent was being very defensive yeah um and i wasn't likely to hurt myself with blood damn yeah but yeah i'm not as high on the card as i was initially um what he is not playing is um the book the book. Yeah, this the is one book. of my... The book. The book the is book. amazing. Come on, Jason. Chuck the book in. Oh, man. It's a Tome of Torment. It's, it says draw. It says the word. Draw. <laughs> tome of Torment is obscene. You know, yeah. you can have hands where you can block out with your entire hand. If you've got a Tome of Torment sitting in the Banished Zone, you can play the Tome of Torment, draw a card, and then play the rest of the cards that you've just you know, yeah, you, you play it, uh, you've made a token uh, to play it, of course. You draw a card, and suddenly your Nebula Blade swings for four. Yeah. Threatening it's one just... arc to make one arcane. So you've just gone from a zero card yeah. hand to... And you can set up the tone with other plays as well. Combos yeah. quite nicely with... Um, Although I did notice it felt bad. felt really bad if you had one in hand and one in Banish Zone. Because it just meant you were never playing yeah. the one in your hand. Your one in your hand was... Yeah, you would either Arsenal or Pitcher to set up yeah. for later. It feels bad um, Arsenal as there well. Are, there are a lot of cards that are very good that are bad to draw two of sometimes. Like, Art of War is another good example. But Art of War can sometimes be amazing. But if you draw two, then you're less likely to have an attack action in your hand to banish and, and so on. But I think that card is a really good inclusion. Um, and I think I would include that over... Sonata Arcana XE yeah. Day. The problem is, with two Art of Wars in hand, you know you can Arsenal one for another turn. Yeah. And it's going to be good, right? Yeah, definitely. But yeah, this is a one it's of a the most list. interesting lists, I think. Yeah. Um, definitely a lot to unpack here, and I might have to build this and play myself, because there's a lot of very interesting ideas um, thrown around in this deck list. So, yeah. definitely a cool one to watch, and you know, I think Chain is going to be one of these top decks going forward. And there are a lot of different directions these decks can go, whether it be like aggro or combo. So well done, Jason. Once again, proving that yeah, you are yeah. a great player. And this this man is consistently doing very yeah. well at tournaments. So no surprise to see him here. Yeah, yeah. well done. On All right, next. moving on to number two, Dan McKay. Yep. So Dan McKay's on Prism. Dan McKay. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Um, all goods, and. His deck is is very very interesting. It is. It is thirty nine yellows. Yes, so this 13 is thirteen reds and twenty one blues, which actually feels right. Yeah, I think it's exactly right. Um, just the the majestic weapon for Prism is obscenely powerful. Just giving your um, Giving your phantasms go again, hitting for 15 a turn, getting extra resource, like threatening extra resource from Vestige if you hit. And yeah. It's just so powerful. This is this is the big stompy deck. This is the new dash. Um, this deck is going to be huge in the, in, the, in the tournament scene going forwards. And I think there's also some really interesting tech in here um, mm. that he's picked for this new meta. And one of the most obvious ones that 
um, you know, is like a blinking light to me is the two yellow pummels. And if you look three above that, you get two ranging onslaught. Yeah, so these are obviously the two tech cards. Um, I think the pummel is going to be used to crack Guardian. Yeah. So used to crack Guardian in a really threatened chain. Um, and it's just a big setup card and a slow deck, so pummel's a really good choice that might not be obvious to people. And the ranging onslaught is has one purpose only. Well, it does pitch yellow, but it's to block in the prism mirror. Yeah. That's what it's there for. And I think also the, the celestial cataclysms are there to block in the prism mirror as well, because they're not phantasms. And command. Yeah, yeah. Um, and another really interesting card, I think, that he's picked is Springboard Somersault, which is, you know, added... It's a yellow enabler, and it's defense reaction that if you do end up not needing it in hand, yeah, you, can you can put an arsenal on for block for four. And he said on the on the stream that he hates this card, um, but he ends up putting it in all his decks, and I can sympathize with that quite a lot. Um, this card feels so bad to block with for two if you can't arsenal it. It just feels terrible, but... Yeah. The yellow resource is so tempting that you end up putting it in anyway. Yeah. Um, another interesting card is the blinding, the blinding beam yellows. So, yeah. Um, blinding beam gives minus two to attack to an attacking or defending attack action. I think the yellows is right though. You wouldn't mm. play the reds or the blues. A minus two attack I think is enough. Yeah. Not many people are playing anything they have higher than. Yeah. Eight attack except for. Than, yeah. yeah it's probably one of the first cards i would cut but i think it does make your guardian match up slightly better yeah just just being able to shrink some of those attacks on the defense yeah um and we do know that this deck was a bit skewed by the meta because um damakai said on stream that he saw that there were no wizard players here before the event or he, he heard that the one wizard player was judging <laughs> so he took out all the norans from his deck so he was actually playing some and some other cards. So I'm not 100% sure what the extra slots were. Um, but I think the blinding beam. Blinding. Blinding beam. <laughs> was probably not. Yeah, <laughs> Say that yeah. three times fast. Um, is probably the, the cards that he added in. Um, My favourite defence reaction of the set is there. Soul Shield. Soul Shield. That card is insane. Yeah. Oh, they, they shouldn't have printed that. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I don't know it's why. definitely. <laughs> nah. I think it's good. It's a good decision. There was no, no terrible decisions made there. Not judging anyone in LSS for that terrible decision. <laughs> that card is nah. so good. Nah, it's really good. It's actually... I actually um, almost feel yeah. like there's a reason they didn't give Dash defense reactions. I feel that maybe it was a bit of a mistake to give Light a defense reaction. But who knows? We'll I don't see. think it was a mistake to give them it. I think it was a mistake to give them one that just instantly goes to the, the shield, yeah. the soul straight after. It is so powerful. Yeah. It's just ridiculously strong. Um, one of the most obvious exclusions from this list, I think, is the library. Yeah. No library in this list, but they maybe might... didn't have one. Maybe didn't have one. So, we'll see. I think a library is a shoe into this list. I think that card is broken beyond belief. <laughs> um. Yeah, I wish I could play all four of mine. <laughs> all four libraries in one deck. Ah. Intellect nine, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yep. You get penalised four times and still play a normal game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well done, Damakai. Very um, well done. Really cool list. Awesome to see new heroes being played. Um, I look forward to messing around with your list a bit more and 
build in a way I would like. Yeah. That this is a good this is a good setup shield for most how how would, how would you play Nick? What would you change? Um It's not that I'm not a fan of Merciful Retribution, I just don't think it I need it. Um I'm not I'm not against Pummel. I definitely wouldn't play Otarath, in my opinion. Probably. So you're not, not high on the auras? No, I think there are auras you need. Yes, you need Genesis and Arclight Sentinel. Mm. I feel like the rest outside of that uh, are more fair picks for me, right? Mm. There's I something th I pick for. I think um, Damakai actually talked about it on the stream. I think they're, they're meant to be sideboard cards for yeah. for the slower decks. Yes. So you play them against Guardian so that, um, you know, he kills an aura, you just play another one, and then you just ping him. Yeah. Because each one attacks for one. Which is, yeah, he's, yeah, right, yeah. So, whereas yeah. the Arclight Sentinels for the faster decks, where you can see a play coming and you go, "Whoa, here you go!" Yeah, yeah. Or the, like the big set Here's up your decks turn yeah, 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 exactly. Um, definitely, really interesting deck. Um, and Prism, I feel, is going to be a deck that gets like really refined over time. So, yeah, I'd like to one day come back and compare those decks to these decks and see kind of what's changed along the way. Yeah. Should we go on to? Um, the champion. Yeah, so Sorry. a man that means no further introduction, but we were going to give him an introduction anyway. Kale McRave. What a champion. He what flew down at 1.30 in the morning. Oh, a, yeah, this this man, like, buys a ticket at 1.30 in the morning and then buys a flight down here as well at that time in the morning. and uh, Shows up looking super tired. Super tired. And just crushes anyway. It's, yeah. it's the... It's just, he was expecting uh, was it though i see that but it didn't matter because yeah. even without expecting the wizard this man has an insane amount of reps behind bravo himself yeah and he's, he's the uh cal McCreath is the undisputed bravo master i think i don't think anyone will um contradict me there you know yeah um he's up there with the best of them and there are some quite interesting cards in here um we have figure good man and three red out muscle yes um even better man so he suggested this card to me in the morning um and yeah for the same reasons we said earlier the card's super strong helps you in a lot of matchups yeah so yeah he messaged me in the morning and he was like uh can you find me three foils <laughs> did you get them for him no. no i didn't i can only not find one obviously i haven't opened enough unlimited to have three. Oh come on Which you've got more fables than you do have yeah, I got, <laughs> foil I got out muscles yeah one i had one out muscle this isn't crazy some of those foil rares could be quite hard to get eh? it's only about four per box so this is the man playing with coal foils and gold foils as well i don't know I actually was he playing with his gold foil skull cap i don't know i'm not sure i mean he did but um, this is a man that probably definitely most likely playing with a cold flow heart of yeah yeah um heart of is a card that i've been very high on for a long time yeah. i unfortunately had to sell mine recently but this um, is a, this is a man that believes if you have the card you, you play should replay it. it yeah yeah and i i'm the same if you have a heart of Fiendal, it goes in your control x all day yeah long. but you the difference between you and him is if you have a cold flow you're yeah, I'm not playing the cold foil. Yeah. This is a man that <laughs> I know pain. is it's, like it's going towards the house. cold foil <laughs> is getting shuffled in the dick. He's a great guy. What an animal. Um Talking about deck decisions, two forge for war. This is a card that's been in and out of Bravo Disc um decks for a long time. Very meta. This is a so actually I don't think he was pre planning for um it was a matchup. That's not what the Nolan's for. The Nolan's for 
a forge for war against chain or something yeah, so that you can quite throw possible. armor yeah. away yeah i think forge for war for chain it's a really good really good yeah. pick just helps you i mean forge for war by itself blocks the um blocks the nebula blade and um chain has to break his combat chain quite a lot <laughs> um it's a bit of an moron. He's called Chain, but he breaks his combat chain. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. But um, yeah, because he has to he has to break the chain to make his um his token or or play attack act um non-attack actions between his attacks. Yeah. Um. So he does let you reset the equipment quite a lot. Um. Another really good choice, I think, is the the three additional blue disable um three yellow disables. I think that's for Prism. Yeah. Just trying to make them block um, unless they give their arsenal up. Command and Conquer is a good card. Play Command and Conquer Light too, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Is he, no, he's not even playing any Command and Conquer. Well, it's not so good in Bravo, but yeah. Disable is the, the Bravo edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it, it costs three. But yeah, other than that, it's a, a fairly typical Bravo list, but I feel like... Obviously, there's a lot more skill... But to me, I, that's just I feel like any... Kale can just yeah. has got um, yeah. got Guardian down so much to a point that not too much needs to change. He can just rock up and crush people. Yeah, um, you know, forty O people of them all day long. So massive congrats to him for winning. You are our Dice Star Games champion. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoy your cra- case of Crucible. Yeah, I wonder what he's going to do with that. He's probably. You think he'll open it? Nah, I don't think he'll open it. He'll open it? Well, nah. he's got to get some more Coldfoils to play with, right? Hmm? Well, he only needs Maybe. Monarch Coldfoils. He doesn't need no Crucible Coldfoils. He's I mean, got them probably, I mean... He's rolling in the main. I can't make his decisions for him, but I feel like he'd probably get rid of it. There's not really much need for a man of his caliber to keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he could just crack it for the memes. It did only cost him, what, like... $45 entry. <laughs> and, and a, and a plus, flight. Plus a plus of flight here and flight back. No accommodation needed, so yeah. no stress. He stayed the night. He did? He stayed the night? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. so he did have a anyway, commercial night. Yeah, massive congratulations to him. You are a very deserving champion. And I hope he didn't get in too much trouble when he got home. <laughs> I hope the missus didn't notice his back so quick. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> um should we move on to card of the week? It was kind of yeah, a yeah, roundup right. of so the tournament. Yeah. So overall, a very good tournament, very well done, and I am sure there will yeah, be a that, one for Monarch first yeah. edition at some point in the near future. Yeah. I don't want to give any details yeah. away Ma- on that because I don't have any. Massive props to Greg for setting but, up the event yeah. and running it. Um, it was a really huge prize pull of a case of Crucible. Yeah. I know it was so. just a couple of stressful weeks beforehand going into it for him. So. Yeah, but. To I think, see this pay off so well for him is amazing yeah, as well. Yeah, pretty cool. So definitely go and go and support. Yeah. Um, definitely watch buy, the stream. It's worth watching the stream. Yeah, you can buy singles um, yeah. from Dice Show Games. Out of War 5, AOW 5, right? 5% off. No, it's Team Dice Show. Team Dice Show 5. Team Dice Show 5. Watch me get it completely wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people just missed out on saving up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so you get 5% off singles at dieshowgames.com if you want to support more events and streams in store. Yep. Um, yeah, and now we have card of the week. We've picked 
the chain all star though I don't think has been recognized yet. You know, one the one the one top eight list didn't have it. So I know Nebula oh, Blade. Nebula Blade. This card's insane. So this is a very. I I sort of just sort of ignored this card going into Monarch at first. Yeah, I was talking talking to Matt um, about chain. You said I pulled out my Reaping Blade, and he said no, 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 replace it with Nebula Blade. And I was like, okay, and I did, and the card is nuts. Absolutely insane. Yeah. So, so it says, I believe it's like if you have played a non-attack action this turn, game plus three. three. And if this card hits, if it if it if it hits, even if it's when it's at one power, yeah. you get to create a rune chart. Yeah. Cost so, two. yeah, cost two, and every time you attack with it, you're threatening that rune chart generation, and two for four is huge. Like, um, two well, technically it would be like, yeah, so it's a, it's two two pitch for four damage, but. If it hits, it's two pitch for five damage. Yeah. Which is where I look at Galaxy Black and go... Gal- Galaxy Black is an attack for three that sometimes does four. I think saying it attacks for four is a bit disingenuous because it's going to get blocked for three uh, the More vast times. majority of the yeah. time. Where the so Galaxy Black anyone? is five yeah. quite often because four uh, is a lot harder to block. Sorry, Nebula. sorry. Nebula Blade yeah. is quite so hard for, to block. So four demands a two block, whereas Galaxy only... Demands, demands a single one. card, yeah. yep. Um, and I think that's what really sets them apart. It can also be, um, in the early game, Chain is quite weak, or much weaker, because you don't have any banished cards. Yeah. And Galaxy Black requires you to banish a card to get its power buff, which can yeah, be difficult it, it, it to do. It requires you to play a card from banished. So, in the, in the early game, Nebula Blade for four is a lot more yeah, I think, beneficial. Yeah. Nebula Blade just makes your early game a lot easier on chain. Yeah. Then, um, and Galaxy Black is so much more difficult because you can just, you know, um, just attack for one a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and a lot of your attacks from hand, like especially if you're running the, um, the Jason list, which runs only um, attacks that get have blood dead on them. Those cards are not very good when you play them from your hand. Um, red bounding Demigon is only three for a red from your hand and. Um, Bind is the same, and that one costs like a um a resource. So, I think being able to play a non-attack action and attack for four is gonna save your early game a whole bunch. Yeah. So, definitely wouldn't discount Nebula Blade. Really awesome card. I definitely wouldn't. Yeah. Um. I will be playing around with a lot more chain lists, but I don't think the only thing I think that won't change is. Nebula Blade, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think Nebula Blade is far and away the the best weapon in that deck. Don't um, get me wrong, I want Dread Scythe to do well. It's just it's so expensive, right? Three costs. Yeah, uh, I think it, like don't get me wrong, good card early game, bad card late game, very bad card late game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the yeah. first three turns, you can get away with having it there. It's not a yeah, big deal. But as you, the game goes on you've got more blood debt it becomes increasingly more difficult to yeah. have that resource there especially when your opponent's pressuring your life total because they've been going ham at you the first three turns yeah so i think maybe dread scythe could be good in some of these um kind of end game kind of builds but uh reaping blade is also really good for blocking life gain so i'm not really sure what dread scythe's identity is yeah it's a bit tricky I'm sure someone will figure it out and have it somewhere in the meta and we'll, yeah. we'll see that at some later point, to be honest. Yeah. To me, it's the majestic weapon from Monarch that just gives me, like, what's this supposed yeah. to do? 
No, all the all the other Raiden ones for me, mate. That's Raiden. Oh, I think Raiden's great. Yeah, Raiden's not bad. It just yeah, Luminaris you get to play just, oh, so much better. The Luminaris is the most insane majestic weapon. I think it's probably the one of the most powerful weapons in the game. Yeah, easily just it gives you kadar. To be fair, Hexagor isn't bad either. Hexagor is very good. It's just yes. nowhere near the Prism one at all. The Prism one is a mile above. Pr- the Prism one just takes a deck from. A tier to S tier, right? That, yeah. that that one weapon, you know, we were. I didn't think the deck was going to be very good, um, coming into competitive scene, and then Luminar saw Luminar spoiled, um, and I realised he gave all illusion attacks go again, not just your, um, not just your weapon attacks, yeah, um, with your auras, and that was when I was like, holy shit, this deck is insane. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah definitely. Really powerful. Hexagore, I think, is on a similar level where Hexagore is the reason you want to play Levia. Yeah. Because coming in for six off two is unmatched. Like, bravo wishes, right? <laughs> yeah. Poor man's got a pitched. It's, he comes good. He comes in for six off two. Yeah. Two different cards. Two, yeah. <laughs> not quite a two resource. <laughs> one uh, day, bravo. One we'll day, bravo. There. At least he's not doming himself. For one, one day he'll oh. get a weapon that swings for... Swings for stat six. Ten. If I give us a weapon for ten, let us no. do it. Seven. It'll be like a seven. Pitch three, swing for seven. I hope not. It'd be a three card block on a weapon. That'd be yeah. good as all hell. It would be, but it w- I imagine it wouldn't have any other effect, right? Yeah. I feel like six has got to be the, like game design wise, has to be the ceiling of weapons for a very long time. Mm. Just because a three card block on a weapon is huge. I think eventually we'll find, so I think at the have, moment, armor and like defensive means there it's not that there isn't a lot i think that that we're just playing around a format that isn't defensive eventually one of our few formats that will come up in the next couple years will be a very defensive format and where i can see a weapon being needed that is a higher than six and we're still missing two of our generic legendary slots yeah we still don't have um the legendary arms and we don't have the legendary footwear which you know could have a lot of defensive power for these decks so looking think, at most of like generic equipment that we have leaks would suggest some for the action regain or yeah. action double up ability and the yeah. arms themselves would suggest some extra bonus to power of some sort yeah yeah extra damage extra hurt yeah that's kind of how the game tends to to function is that the the arms modify your attack action yeah, in some so way the arm is the punching which is a force yeah, and then the footwork is kind of like speed. crafty, rule-bending kind speed. of stuff. But yeah. How many times you can do something. Yeah. Definitely. Bring it back to Nebula Blade. Awesome card. Run it in your chain decks. Yep. Super get good. it in there. Please, Jason. Get it in there. Yeah, chuck it in there. I think it's a you may, top, you may top disagree deck. You probably do. have a very good reason to disagree with us, and, and but we don't but, blame you. But to us, Nebula but, Blade seems like the king. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything you want to say before we finish up this episode of Art of War? Um, no, no. We are, I believe, uh, Daisha is looking for an artist, a commissioned artist. We're looking at getting some Dunedin playmats done. done. Yeah. So if you're an artist, uh, if you've got skills... Um, you've got some work with some flesh and blood work, uh, not necessarily your design cards or anything, but yeah. any sort of artwork potential in that format... Um, yeah, I'm sure he would love to hear from you. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, email Greg at dicejargames.com if you are interested in a commission yeah. for some flesh and blood artwork. Um, also, I'd like to just let off with a massive thank you to everyone that went out of their way to make it down to the Dice Child Games Championship. It was an epic event, and it wouldn't be yeah. the same without you all. So, thanks everybody for coming. It's highly appreciated. Like yeah. we we know that we're coming into two callings. Yeah, there and it's a, it's a very it's a very busy time. time of the year. And I know that if I was not in Dunedin, I would find it quite difficult to make it down. Yeah. So massive appreciation for those that did go out of their way to come down, um, especially from places that are far off. So yeah. huge props. Thanks for coming. We'll make sure to have another one in the future. Yeah, yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah. Um, so we're going to sign off now um, for our audio listeners and that it's largely yeah. due to the fact that uh, we're about to do uh, a parcel opening that we have received yeah. from... So, Sushi Night Gaming. So this will be the end for the Spotify version, but if you are watching on YouTube or if you go to watch on YouTube, we're going to have a very special segment at the end where we open a parcel sent by Sushi Night Gaming. Yeah. So it's going to be really cool. Um, could be some giveaways. Yep. So make sure to... a giveaway to, coming up in the future involving whatever is in there. Yep. We don't know what it is yet. We, we, we don't even we know. We haven't it opened is. it yeah. um, yet, obviously. But stay tuned. Um, see you next time. See you next time. This has been the Art of Water Podcast. See ya. See ya.